and then they saw me in a bra, and that was exactly. it. Oi gente, hi PJ Nerds, this is Isabella from Brazil. You're listening to Single Podcast Theory with Brad Blazik and Brad Lyons. What's going on Pearl Jam Nerds? You are listening to Single Podcast Theory. I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazik. What's up? Hey man. How you doing? Goober. Oh great. <laughs> what? <Huh? laughs> we did it. <laughs> We did what? Oh, yeah. We, we said our names. We, we had a little trouble getting started on this one, but we're good now. Yeah. Brad couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. It was all me. That was me. Um, how you doing, man? Oh, man. I can't believe it's been a week since I went to see Ghost. How was it? Oh, it was really well, good. Well, I know how they're, it was. Tell everyone else how it was. They're, they're, they're really good live. Like, they're, Ghost is a... Did you have you listened to him? Did you listen to him? No, I've heard of him, but I can't. I can't. I mean, if I have heard him, I can't remember. They're described as like a Swedish metal band, mm-hmm. but they're not like you would like. If I said that, you would think, oh, they're like black metal, like black death metal. Right? They're not. They're just. They're just like a rock band. Kind of got like a seventies, like more way more upbeat. Than Black Sabbath, but kind of got that vibe to them. Okay, and I love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Brad B loves it. Two yes. thumbs up. Oh yeah, two two devil horns up. Your lady came too, right? She went with yes. you. Yes, yeah. Cool. I was really I was really surprised. She's not really into music, and especially not into concerts. And like I don't know, six months ago, she I was listening to them. I think in the car, and she's like, I like those guys. And I just was like blown away. Like Mikey likes it. Right. And then, you know, a few, maybe a month ago, she was like, I want to go see them with you someday. And I'm like, well, as a matter of fact, they're going to be in Louisville in a couple of weeks. So yeah, we went and it happened to coincide with our wedding anniversary. We got married on Halloween and the show oh, that's was, cool. yeah, I think the show was the night before Halloween. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was pretty awesome all around. Hell yeah. And man. they they're they're super theatrical. Like the whole band wears like masks. There's like a whole story behind like the characters in the band, you know? That's cool. Yeah, so, like I was asking for like she a gets, gore type thing. Like they have their own little, Yeah, but yeah. Maybe not as involved as gore, but Yeah, maybe not as intense <laughs> right. as, as gore, but same idea. Yeah. That's but cool, yeah, man. It's very theatrical and like the the stage is the production is is very involved. It's it's just it was a good time. Oh, yeah. I think that's what she liked about it so much. And by like the third song, she kind of looked at me with this goofy smile on her face, and she was just like, "I love the singer." <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, okay. I'm like, now I get it. Yeah, groupie.com. So. Here we oh, come. Oh yeah, definitely. I was man, I was shocked all night by by her shenanigans. Shocked, really, I tell you, by her shenanigans. Really, yeah, she she came out of her shell for sure. That's cool, man. I'm glad you guys got and away. And afterward, 
she just was gushing about how great the show was and like i'm like because yeah, of how cute the like, lead singer was yeah exactly so i mean let's be super um, honest about it. i mean that's what it is oh, she's got a crush on a, him now yeah sure maybe maybe that would be he's now maybe that's her golden ticket now what's his name i'm papa Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, t- uh, actually, it's Cardinal Copia. Mm. But his name is not Papa, right? <laughs> no, no. Okay, good. No, it's a whole thing. Like I said, it's like very theatrical. And like every album, the singer is the first name. The first singer was Papa Emeritus. And he's like, a he looks like an evil pope. Okay. And like every record, there would be a new pope. All right. But this record, they they there was not another pope in the bloodline, so they had to go with the cardinal. Okay. So that's who oh, we I have a question before. about. It. Um, yeah. What what band is this podcast about? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Pearl <laughs> Jam. Ghost. Well, speaking of that, there's a ghost <laughs> podcast out there. I just oh, found real? out about. Yeah, podcast emeritus. Cool, and man. I've been checking. I've been checking those dudes out. And yeah. Clint was on. Clint was on one of their episodes. Oh no shit! Yeah, that's how I heard about it because he was talking about it. So I started listening to those dudes. Hell so, yeah, man! Yeah, well, we, I'm glad do, you guys... I, we could do. We could do a whole thing on Ghost if you want. That's all right. I'm good. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna check it out though. Um, but I'm glad you guys got away for a weekend. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's good it to do awesome. that every once in a while. Yeah. How uh, are you doing? I'm good. What'd man? you do? I just. What'd you do all week? My uh, sister and brother-in-law and the kids are about to move to California. Super mm. bummed about that. So, uh, long story short, got out of town for the weekend, and uh, which is why we're coming in a, a day late, um, so I could spend a weekend out in the woods with my uh, brother-in-law because he's got to leave out to California first. So, um, yeah, it was good, man. Just hung out with some some old friends from Nashville and my brother-in-law and. Uh, Made a new friend, and it was cool, man. Oh, that's good. Yeah, dude. But glad to be back in the swing of things, and it's pitch yeah. fucking dark right now. Uh, uh, don't it has been for a couple start. hours. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't, Why is that? I don't want to get that started. Why is that, Brad I wasn't Lyons? Thinking. Oh, <laughs> Daylight God. savings. Um, oh, fuck that. I'm st- it's every, all right. We're going to be all right. Every six months, it's not, it's not all right. It's not. It's going to be all right. Did you sign up for the change.org petition? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't? No. For daylight savings? Yes, to abolish daylight savings time. All right. Well. uh, Oh, wait. You know what? That's not even right. That's I'm getting my I'm getting my things mixed up. There's a petition to get Halloween trick or treating changed to the last Saturday in October every year. Did you sign that one? Nope. <laughs> I sent it to you. Oh, I probably didn't notice that. Oh my god. Yeah, these two these two things that I hate the most in the world are hitting at the same time of year. Yeah. I'm sorry, bud. So you wanna just do the episode about that? <laughs> yeah. Can we? Can I just, just rant forget, for an hour? Forget hail hail and <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, we've got a solid, like, I think 10 minutes at this point of Ghost right, just, and, yeah. uh, 
Are you feeling good? You got it all out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'm going to, I'm on a, I'm trying to be more professional. <laughs> I'm trying to be more professional. So let's talk about Pearl Jam. Okay. That sounds like a here. good idea. Um, thanks. Thanks to Isabella for, uh, we're, we're about to get into Pearl Jam story time. Um, uh, but we, we dug up Isabella's intro since that's going to be our, uh, Pearl Jam story this week. Good evening. This is uh, Storytellers. We are here to tell stories. We just have friends up here that are listening to stories. Have I got a little story for you? This is the true story. Brad, you've got it this week, right? I do. You're a, you want to get into it? Sure. All right, cool. Go for it. All right. Yeah, this is from um, our. We've we've talked about Isabella before. I think we've oh, yeah. read some of her emails before, but yep. we're finally getting to her story time. Um, hi there, Brads and Pearl Jam nerds of the world. I'm Isabella. <laughs> I'm Isabella Mello from Brazil. I was listening to today's episode of Single Podcast Theory and thinking whether I should write you guys an email. When you mentioned your world domination plan, I knew that was the right time to say to uh, I knew that was the right time to say that it's already working. Are we how are we doing in that world domination plan? We getting there? We're trying. We're <laughs> you know? It's uh it's yeah. not it's a very complicated thing. It is, yeah. It's, it say? doesn't happen Rome? overnight. You know what I'm saying? Right. Definitely That's doesn't happen in say. a year. So. Right. Rome wasn't built in a day. I, I project about 18 more months, and mm. we'll, right. we'll be All ruling right. the, the world. I, I How like about it. that? Um, I got in touch with your podcast last Friday when Instagram recommended me your profile, and it scares me how well they know me. I'm a podcast addict and a huge Pearl Jam fan, which means I'm hooked on your show for the past five days. Now, this is going back a few months. Um, I just love the way you talk about the band. It feels like we're all friends, hanging out, having a good time, while sharing our views on our favorite band. You make traffic jams, washing dishes, and doing laundry so much better. Thank you for being with us. Nice. Yeah. I love, I, I love like, thinking... Like, do you think people are listening, like, while they're doing dishes and stuff? You thought about that a lot, specifically oh, yeah. the dishes? Yes, the yeah. dishes, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, I do that. The The rare times I actually do the dishes, I'll put on a, I'll put on a podcast. Maybe not us, but. It's us, isn't it? It's, it is us. You do the dishes. <laughs> listening to you. Listening to me, yeah. Yeah, you've actually gone through every past episode and cut out all the parts of the conversation that you're in, and it's just yes. a continuous loop of my voice talking about yeah. Pearl Jam. Well, I record my side, and I just listen to me. You probably do. God, and then I talk. Do. I talk back to myself in the dead. The dead. Spots. You know, Brad B. That's a really good point, Brad B. That's what you say to yourself? Yes, yeah. Oh, dude, yes, yes. You're so right. You're so right. <laughs> you you just oh, replaced Brad me B, with... Brad B, you kill me, Brad B. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. It's your, Brad B's own wet dream. 
just a whole podcast of him talking to him. All right, let's get back to our All good right. friend Isabella's. Yes. So, my Pearl Jam story time. I'd like to say in advance that it's quite long. Actually, the band has been with me for my entire lifetime. I was born in 1992. Yep, early 90s. When all those amazing bands were flourishing, my mother was a teenager who loved Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and these bands were pretty much the soundtrack of my childhood. We used to listen to them all the time. What a cool mom. Yeah, no shit. Um, The fondest memories I have um, are of us going to the University of Brasilia, UMB, where she was getting her degree as pedagogue? Pedagogue? You ever heard that word before? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, but I can't. I, I honestly can't remember oh. what it means. I mean, I looked it up as it's it, it, in the easiest terms. It's like being like studying to be a teacher. Gotcha. But I'm sure that like I don't know. I'm sure it encompasses more than that. But anyway, um, even Flo, Alive, and Jeremy were blasting on my mom's light blue VW Beetle speakers. That's the reason why I've always thought that UMB was the right place to listen to Pearl Jam and all the n- early 90s rock bands. That's the reason why, while I was getting my own psychologist degree there, I'd always make sure to add them to my playlists. Cut to January 2017. I was facing an ugly depression. I could barely leave bed in the mornings. I was eating like a little bird. That's the analogy we make here in Brazil. And at night, I was begging for slumber. During one of those sleepless nights, I stumbled upon a video of Eddie's isolated vocals on black, and that hit me in a way that it hadn't in all those years before. I could pay close attention to the lyrics and started thinking about all the care that he put on them while writing. I was in awe. I knew I wouldn't sleep that night. I started digging other Pearl Jam songs and lyrics, and then something happened. Suddenly... They weren't those distant 90s songs that I shared with my mother. They started belonging to me. They became my friends because they made me feel deeply understood. Yes, I was in therapy and I brought those songs to therapy. When I was alone, I listened to State of Love and Trust and get that energy boost that I needed. When I was feeling reflexive about life paths, I'd go to a silent quarter and let the verse, Life Comes From Within My Heart and Desire, from Inside Job, flood my soul and take my mind to illuminated places. I, de- de- uh, I developed my own relationship with Eddie, Mike, Stone, Jeff, and Matt and became profoundly grateful to, to what they've been sharing of their art with us. Now that I'm going back to UMB to get a master's degree, Pearl Jam is coming with me even stronger and I find it pretty elegant. Okay, March 2018, Lollapalooza, Brazil. I went there with my mother and little sister. She became a fan because of me. We arrived there pretty early so we could get good places. Long story short, those two couldn't handle the heat and left me there alone to find somewhere cooler. After a couple hours, my blood pressure dropped and I got pretty sick. A lovely lady named Jackie helped me and we soon became best friends. We discovered that our favorite Pearl Jam song is the same, Stay of Love and Trust. She gave me food and water and pulled me towards a better spot she had just found in the middle of the crowd. I couldn't imagine how the simple fact would change our lives forever. The concert started, and after about one hour, they started playing Jeremy. When I saw Eddie switching microphones and grabbing a wireless one, I told Jackie, Get ready, Miga. He's coming down here. And he did. He's not on- he not only did uh, go down, but he stopped right in front of us and sang the rest of the song there. 
We couldn't believe what happened and how lucky we were. That moment felt to me like a gift from the universe because when Eddie arrived there, I felt so good and warm inside, like some sort of entity was taking care of me. I don't have a religion, so I don't have a religious explanation for it. So that's Isabella's story. Hell yeah, man. I love it. good stuff. Yeah, I, man, I couldn't imagine Eddie stopping in front of me and singing. You know, we see it at every show, like, <laughs> right. you know, but just like being on the rail and then he like stops right in front of you and starts singing. Man, the rail. God, I love the rail. Sorry. Mm. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I would love to see that. <laughs> I would love, yeah. Have, you know, Eddie Vedder standing ten feet in front of me singing Jeremy. Yeah. That'd be pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I guess I never thought about again. This is a topic that has come up a few different times over the last year or so. But just laying there speaking a, you know, a different language and listening to Eddie's isolated um, vocals on Black, just laying in bed. That's mm-hmm. you know that's like that's a good vocal when you can lay there and listen to it with no music, yeah, and it still can move you, you know. Yeah, definitely. Damn you, Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Um, well, thanks again, Isabella. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, she sent in a she sent in a picture that she took of Eddie, like you yeah. know, like right right in her face. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that's real. And Mike yeah. and. Yeah, that picture where he's pouring the wine out too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, we've got an email here from Sean from Austin, Texas. He says, "Hi, Brad's. As a forty-year-old dude, I came into Pearl Jam with ten, which made me, uh, or I'm sorry, which made a huge p- impact on my teenage brain." And as a developing guitarist, Stone and Mike were and still remain a huge influence me on our influence on me musically as a musician. I loved the verses episode, and even as a fourteen-year-old, I could always tell Dave A's solid and groove-laden drumming. One of my first jobs was a line cook busboy at a ski resort in Southern California at age fourteen, and around that time, verses was released. One Saturday, I was picking up leftover dishes, trays, etc. on the patio of the restaurant I worked at. Uh, wait, I worked at the top of the ski resort. Uh, I would sing Daughter constantly as I worked to help pass the time. One day, as I'm singing Daughter, I witness a large crowd gathering and staring at someone. As I move closer to that someone, um, as I move closer, that someone was the man himself, Eddie Vedder, snowboarding away from the restaurant with, I presume, uh, Beth. Anyway, didn't meet him, but I still remember how stoked the crowd was to see him out in the elements. Great show. I'm really enjoying your chemistry, great vibes, and knowledge. Thanks. Sean E. from Austin, Texas. Thanks, dude. Yeah, man. I'd love it to reminded go, me. I want to go snowboarding with Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been skiing? Like snow skiing? I love skiing. Oh, isn't it the best? I only did it one time, but it was so much fun. I don't uh, possess enough dollar bills to go very often. <laughs> right. But, like, I really do try and go, like, you know, I bet it averages out to only, like, once every five years, but I still try mm-hmm. and go do it because... Oh, the, I fucking the mountains love it. of Alabama. <laughs> no, I go to Colorado or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, 
I yeah, don't, I went with like I a, don't snowboard because I, I learned how to ski, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I don't know. I don't want to waste a trip learning to do something new, which would be snowboarding right. when I already yeah. know how to ski, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, you're yeah, I went me with a skin. church, a church. <laughs> I went with like a church youth group when I was in high school and it was just like, just one of those like super fun trips that I always think about. Hell yeah, man. I did the same thing. That's the first time I went skiing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got another email that's kind of timely. We were thinking about um, using it for next week, but this, let's just kind of use this to intro yeah, next let's week. Let's get into so, it. This is from, uh, oh my God, is it pouring down rain there? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like off and on all day like this. Extra ambiance for the episode yeah, tonight. Yeah, man. Just, yeah, the quiet storm. Just Coming chill to listen live. to the nature, bro. <laughs> Getting that flow state, bro. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. This is Chris Thomas. He says, hi, Brad and Brad. <coughs> Last week, I decided to put on Yield for the first time in a while. After doing so, I found myself listening to at least twice a day for the rest of the week. Yield has been my favorite album of theirs, and this may have been spurred on by your announcement of an upcoming date on the album review episode. I completely nerded out and not only binged on listening to this album, but also dove into the details of its production and inspiration. Uh, Let's see. Rather than spoil you guys' upcoming review of Yield, I'm only going to focus on a couple of the things from my information overload. I never declared a favorite member of the band. However, I may be leaning toward Jeff. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first album he contributed lyrics on. What's even more interesting are the two tracks he wrote, Pilot and Low Light, are both related to another. He's also responsible for the, for the album art, which was a photo taken in his native state of Montana. Jeff has always seemingly been the most artistic of the group, and that really shows for me on Yield. I, yeah, I love the nature of Jeff's presence on that record. I do yeah, definitely. Th- I do think of Jeff a lot when I think of this record. Um, I never like consciously thought about that before though. Um, and part of the reason is because of pilot and low light that stuck out to me a lot that, that he wrote those songs. Uh, yeah, they, you can, you can tell which songs are Jeff's cause they just have a totally different flavor to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and it's cool too. When you get to hear what Eddie does with the vocals, when you've heard some of the Jeff's demos of the songs that turned into Pearl Jam songs. You know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. really kind of hear how Eddie chooses to like stylize that kind of stuff. I, I love stuff like that. But this um, is the other focus I have on this album is the lyrics. The album itself marked their first true collaborative record, and everyone except Mike wrote the lyrics for at least one track. Some of the tracks are directly inspired by literary works. Uh, Pilot came from uh was inspired by the master and the margarita by mikhail bulgakov do the evolution uh, was inspired by ishmael by daniel quinn and in hiding was supposedly um inspired by the writings of charles bukowski i love bukowski uh, i could do a bukowski uh podcast i think Uh, Your podcast has inspired me to look beyond the music of Pearl Jam and to study more closely into the lyric. This album has some fascinating lyrics, especially considering the literary literary works that inspire them. 
so what he did was he kind of like he, he says he he broke out single video theory again um just to kind of check out the recordings of the songs um in that in that collection of or whatever with the yield songs uh, but he did this, he put together this thing where he took each track and who wrote the lyrics for that song. And then he just picked out his favorite line from each one. So it says brain of Jay written by Eddie. His favorite was, uh, the whole world will be different soon. The whole world will be relieved or relieved. Um, <laughs> faithful again is Eddie myth is belief in the game control, uh, controls that keeps us in a box of fear no way stone wrote the lyric how i'm feeling so revealing to me i found my or i found my mind too clear uh i love this this has always been one of my favorite lyrics eddie on given to fly a wave came crashing like a fist to the jaw delivered him wings hey look at me now um he goes on and on for but since we're talking about jeff uh, mm-hmm. He pulled out a pilot, uh, stunned by my own reflection. It's looking, be- it's looking back, sees me too clearly, and I'd swore I'd never go there again. Oh, that line always stuck out to me as well. And that I just love that part of the song too. Me too. Yeah, kind of gets even. It gets kind of quiet, you know. Mm-hmm. It's that acoustic guitar, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool, man. Um, let me see. What's another one? Is there another one that kind of? I do like the no long uh, from in hiding Eddie no longer overwhelmed and it seems so simple now it's funny when things change so much it's all state of mind was there one that I haven't read that stuck out to you by any chance um, not, no I mean uh, low light yeah is another another Jeff song yeah and I mean I'm kind of burned out on that song because they play it live a lot yeah they almost always play it in that first two or three slow. Warm up songs, you know, yeah, yeah. But I mean, books and jealousy tell me wrong. All I feel calm. Yeah, it's just a, it's. I don't know. That's books a cool line. Jealous. I love the melody is great too. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, absolutely. Know, like I said, I'm just kind of burned out on it live, but like looking at it, you know, just from the album version. Sure, it's it's great. That's cool. Yeah. Um, man, that's that was a cool little thing you put together for us. Um, thanks for doing that, Chris. Thanks for the email. And it was timely because next week's going to be our yield episode. So yes, that's we're awesome. finally we're finally doing it. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing with it was, I think I realized based on um, our friend, one of our friends on YouTube. Um, what's why can I never remember December his actual Hotel? name? Um, oh, I can't. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. I never remember it. December Hotel. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised when you do remember it. Um, yeah, we've been trying to make... Um, it's not like we we're having um, Eddie or Jack Irons as a guest <laughs> right. for the episode. And yeah. that's not to minimize who our guest is. It's my friend uh, Matthew Mayfield. We're trying to plan it where Brad could come down at the same time Matthew wasn't off on tour or making a record. And that's what um, kind of like kept pushing everything back just making all the scheduling fit together but there's a very good chance that a lot of you have heard matthew um it's not like uh i mean he's he's done a lot of work so um i'm really excited to have him on the show next week because he's a huge pearl jam fan yeah 
And that, me and him haven't met yet, so I'm excited about that alone. Yeah. Uh, and, if, um, and if you want to, to prep, just kind of know a little bit about him, you can go to, you know, wherever you listen to music, um, Spotify, Apple Music, his stuff's everywhere, um, and check out some stuff. I personally would recommend a record called Banquet for Ghosts. Um, I think that's, for me personally, his best solo record. Um, but the cool thing about him is that, you know, every record's pretty different. So you don't kind of get would, the same I thing. I would say check out uh, Blue Cut Robbery, which is yeah. actually, that's the name of a, that's the name of the band, right? Yeah. It's like a little so side it doesn't, rock and roll yeah, it project. Doesn't come up under, it doesn't come up under his name. You have to search Blue Cut Robbery. But I, man, I love that album so much. Yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool EP, man. And I mean, Blue Cut, that's, you, you know, if you look, if, if, you listen to if metal, you're metal if, you're, if you're metal like me if you listen to metal of your podcast it. you know clint wells is playing on that uh blue cut stuff and paul moak produced it and play guitar on it and um yeah it's good stuff so check that out but we're finally gonna all be in the same place next week so next week we'll be year yield barring any uh i don't know <laughs> i yeah, should, should like knock on some serious schedule. fucking wood right now yeah. but um brad's coming in town to hang out next weekend so we're gonna make it yeah happen. yeah one way or another, we're going to have a fucking yield <laughs> episode next week. Uh, but again, Matt, I mean, part of me and Matthew's initial bond as really good friends started with, we both love Pearl Jam. So we just sit and talk about them forever. So Yeah, where did you guys meet? Oh, dude, it's even harder. Where we met? We probably... Like, I mean, how did, I mean, how did you, how did you meet? Just mutual friends. I mean, oh, okay. you know. Birmingham musicians scene. from Birmingham yeah you know that's not a giant or it wasn't back then anyway a giant right. scene it's much bigger now but yeah so it'll be fun cool. man I can't wait yeah uh, well, we but, can get into that next week <clears throat> absolutely um, alright cool thanks Chris appreciate it yeah thank you Chris he, he writes in a lot by the way Chris yeah man and uh, he's yeah I like his emails because he, he he just we can't we can't get to all of it on the show, but he writes in a lot, and I appreciate it. Hell yeah, man! What you got? All next? right, I got. Is it Dave? Dave McAllister. Yes. All right, Dave. Hello, Bradford wives. <laughs> I, might, I love is, that one. I, love I know. It. <laughs> so I don't know why, but I just do. It just works. It, it just works. Um, hope all is well, boys. I hope. You're recovering from your kerfuffle the other week concerning the off-ramp show. SPT Nation mourned at the Slapfest, weeping as we listened to our brave heroes spin down the rusted drain of Pearl Jam nerdery. I thought one of y'all... Yes, Blazy, I said it again. Um, I thought one of y'all was going to get abruzzed. <laughs> yeah, not me. Uh, nah, I'm just kidding. I started this I thought, goddamn show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will fire your ass so quick it'll make your head spin. Jake, I mean, <clears throat> oh, you mean you mean yeah, what? I'm, nothing. I'm not gonna say anything. Okay, yeah, let's All continue. Right. Uh, <laughs> are we just gonna fight the rest of the show? Yeah. Can you hear me? I'm feeling you grumpy as fuck. <laughs> uh, I, I barely. <laughs> Sounds like you're driving through a car wash right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, should I speak up? No, you're good. I thought it was a great show. That's not cool. You just blew my good. headphones I'm out. Oh, sorry. I forgot Jesus. about that. Jesus. 
Oh, sorry. And you said I was loud earlier, too. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I thought it was a great show, and the tumultuous fallout way overstated. If every Pearl Jam fan agreed with every other Pearl Jam fan about everything, Christ, I'd become a Creed fan. I'm sure they have super juicy disagreements. Um, anyway, first point I'd like to make is that in the last round of emails, Intertron is not a typo. It's what me and all my friends call the interwebs. It sounds cooler. It has a Tron in it. <laughs> yeah, I oh, like yeah. Intertron. I like Tron in general. Yeah, Tron fifth. Um, wasn't that his name? On <laughs> what? <laughs> there was a, one of the characters on uh, Chappelle's show was named Tron. Oh yeah, I think yeah. it was in the uh, the what was the real world called? The uh, what was their real world? The Dave Chappelle thing? one. Yeah, it was called. Oh, I don't remember what the name of the the the, bit. the fake show was. But yeah, the skit, yeah the fake real world. Yeah, it was good God, though. I wish I could remember that. But one of the dudes in the in that real world house was Tron. Um, anyway, <laughs> secondly, I have no idea why, but I love the video for Oceans. Seriously, it's a mystery. I mean, I love the song itself, but there's really no reason to dig the video as much as I do. For example, the song ostensibly is about someone far away from their lover hoping to come back, asking them to be patient and to wait. The hold tight the ring lyric seems to point to a marriage on the rocks or at least a serious relationship and some sort of upheaval or separation, either by travel, a break in the relationship, or romantic problems. All right, I can dig it. However, the fucking video shows all the Pearl Jam dudes and road crew having the time of their lives. Laughing, surfing, slipping down, terrifying river buttholes, and doing double gainers on a trampoline. And Jeff's wearing goddamn goggles like he's flying the goddamn single prop in the video. They're surfing and playing football and cliff jumping. Hmm. Seems like the significant other in the lyrics may be waiting a while. <laughs> slipping down terrifying river buttholes. Yes. God. I I that's love a, that's that a Clint Wells line right there. That's yeah. Sounds yeah. like some Clinton would say. That is a great description that I was trying to come up with last week and I couldn't. But it's it's it is. It's terrifying. And it is like a butthole. This dude just goes down into it, you know? There's something <laughs> disturbing about you saying the word butthole for some reason. <laughs> Speaking of There's something angry uh, about it. We no, went to a, there's no speaking of about that. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. Wait. No. We went to a haunted house last week. Okay. Me and Amanda. And we're going through it. You know, and it's just like, it's like a, one of those like maze ones where you're like, you know, it's just dark and you can't see where you're going. Mm -hmm. And at one point we went through like a doorway and it was like, I don't. I couldn't see, so I don't know how to exactly describe it, but it felt like we were like – it was like balloons pushing in on us, like giant balloons, and we had to like pass through this thing. Does that make any kind of sense? Kind of. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of checked out for a second. Oh. <laughs> And then I tried to get back in, and I just couldn't. Right. And well, so I just had to okay. admit that I just checked out. Yeah. Well, it was like a haunted, it. a haunted house butthole that I had to like go through. Well, 
I'm glad I came back in for that nice little <laughs> that. recap of what I missed. It was terrifying, dude. Sounds like it. It was, yeah, it was messed up. At one point, though, we went, we had to go through, get on a school bus and like walk through the entire school bus. And there was like yeah. zombies and shit inside the school bus, like scaring us. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> shit got real crazy. It did, it did get real quick. All right. Uh, Jesus, I almost talked myself out of loving the video. Now, onto the septuagenarian fellas staring at the ocean, hands clasped behind their backs, like they're about to get executed by a friggin' merman. Well, right before that clip is a shot of a little boy strolling across the beach, and then the old gents fade from the screen as the tide rolls in. I think it's kind of an ode to the fleeting nature of life, the mortal coil, that existential bullshit that keeps us up uh, keeps us all up at night. It may be the only frames that match the vibe and message of the song. Another weird thing, there's not a single female in the video other than in the live footage crowd, and maybe at one point a girl who rises out of the water in a lightning-fast clip. Isn't that, like, weird? Pearl Jam had no women on their crew circa 92, just a normal guy's weekend in Hawaii, just, like, trampolining and playing grab-ass with the dudes here in the Pacific. Don't worry, hun. Listen to the lyrics. I promise I miss you, yada, yada, yada. Love you bunches, blah, blah, blah. Hearts and kisses and whatever. Listen, got to wrap this up because the roadies are having a wet t-shirt contest after the volleyball tournament ends. Like, I'm going to fucking miss that? I don't think so. Okay, love you. See you in seven years. God damn it. I'm not sure I like the video anymore. Take care, guys. Thanks for causing me to reflect on Pearl Jam so much that I just self-imploded my love for the Oceans video. Damn, Dave. Dave, yeah. That's... You, I like... You got real deep. His take. Yeah. I like I like his... Um, what do you call it? Description of the Oceans video. Yeah. Yeah. His interpretation. Like, yeah, interpretation. It's like what I was trying to say last week, but I just couldn't... Just couldn't I couldn't couldn't make it happen. Couldn't, go huh? there. couldn't yeah, couldn't get there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um well thanks for the email, Dave. Yeah. Uh this one's short but sweet. Our friend Steve McCollum. He just says uh, Well the yeah. subject is another Brad B slip up. And the only thing the email says is during the Ten Area video podcast. Brad at 4310 says, you know my anal ass. Love it. Steve from Ontario. That's a pro email right there. I like it. Quick, quick and to the point. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't planning on saying that. But as soon as the words came out of my mouth, in my head, I was just like, oh, God. Did I really just say anal ass? You did. You did. And and Steve's there to confirm it for you. <laughs> Remind you in case you missed Steve. it. Yeah. See, he's informative. Uh, mm-hmm. He's succinct and Concise. he's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all you need. Fucking trifecta right there, Steve. I mm-hmm. like it. Uh and we got one more. Oh God. Talk about trifectas. Brad and Brad <laughs> are about to read an email from Brad. Yeah, Brad Harris. 
Good day, Brads. <laughs> That's how he starts it. That's what he said to us. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you because my eardrums have now officially been blown. You got to work the mic, man. You got to work the mic. Yeah, I got to work around it. Sorry about that. Good day, Brads. Is that better? Mm-hmm. I never, I never address emails like that, but it cracks me up being an Aussie, hearing Brad Blazik say good day. Maybe you'll even throw in a slide whistle. Just do it. (laughs) This is a disaster. This is a disaster episode so far. I love listening to you, like, waiting for it in in anger. (laughs) Like, you know it's coming. You can hear the anger in the silence? Yes, exactly. Uh, All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Love listening to your 10-era videos episode. Some great insights. I never realized there there was alternative versions of the Jeremy videos, I never seen the original version or the one with the gun to the mouth until after hearing your podcast. I can see why they edited it, edited it for MTV. As a fan that joined the party late uh, in the Yield era, it frustrated me early on that the band didn't make videos for their singles. I have a memory of watching Rage, which in Australia was kind of like our public television version of MTV. Hail Hail was in the top 40 charts at the time, however. Uh, wait... Hail Hail was in the top 40 charts at the time. However, when they got to it, they played a 20-second blank page with the channel announcing the song and its place in the top 40 chart without playing it. I've always wondered if I would have fallen in love with Pearl Jam earlier if I'd had a platform to be exposed to their music earlier. I guess I'll never know. I really love the Alive video, mainly because of Matt Chamberlain. While I've loved all the drummers for different reasons, although Jack is probably my favorite, I really enjoy watching Matt Chamberlain, probably because he plays with the traditional grip, and I can't help but feel he's been influenced by Vinny Culotta? You know how to Vinny Caliuta. Caliuta, who's possibly my all-time favorite drummer, and played for years with Sting and Frank Zappa. It would have been great to hear Chamberlain play on a record, to hear what, what... to hear that, God damn it! It's payback. <laughs> it would have been great to hear Chamberlain play on a record. To hear what that would have been like, I think it would have been amazing. Easy for you to say. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool to hear. Yeah, I fucking it would have been cool Matt for me. Would have been cool to hear me read that sentence correctly. It would have been, wouldn't it? But. That moment's passed, and you failed. I did. Uh, Keep up the great work, guys. Love your work. Brad Harris, Adelaide. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, man. Vinny Caliuta's beast. Um, Yeah, I don't don't recognize that name. Well, he's played on a lot of shit. Look him up, actually. You'd you'd love him. Um, Yeah. I don't know how old he is now or how active he is, but... um, 
Yeah, he's great. It looks like me and Brad could uh, nerd out about drummers. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the email, dude. All right, so let's make sure we got everything checked off here. We announced mm-hmm. next week is Yield with my buddy yes. Matthew. Um, if you would like to email us, you can email us. The address is singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. You can check us out on the socials. Uh, that that will put you in touch with uh, definitely Brad B. Brad B yes. is a social man. You know, I was thinking about you the other day Yeah, in the socials. Like, you should jump in there. Just, just want, you know, just, just th- say something and put Brad L. Just as a treat, a special treat <laughs> for the listeners. I know people are just dying to yes. hear what I have yeah. to say in a post on social media. Maybe I will. Yes. Maybe I'll surprise yeah. you. Um, but I'm just a happier person with none of that shit on my phone. How about that? <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, yeah. If you'd like to Socials. support us, you can go to patreon.com, P A T R E O N.com slash single podcast theory. Do we have any names this week? We do. Bring it. Our buddy, Bill Kastrovitz. Kastrovitz? Yeah, you man. Say that? Bill. We met Bill in uh, at Wrigley. Yeah, Chicago, man. Yeah, hung thanks, out with Bill. Bill a, a, quite a bit that, that weekend. Hell yeah, man. So, yeah, thank you, Bill. Um, yeah, go there. It'll give you all the info. Patreon.com slash single podcast theory on how you could support us. Uh, oh, I, I forgot to tell you this. Two things mm. that'll make. What do you got? Well, one thing that'll make you happy and probably some of mm-hmm. our people, if not a big surprise. I caught myself. Um, I was listening to some vinyl the other day and I had my guitar, my acoustic next to me, and I was kind of like playing along with no code, just whatever. Mm-hmm. And then what song did I find myself pretty into without realizing it and kind of playing along with? I'm open. Mankind. Oh, what? I'm kind of a fan now. Yeah, dude. That's I awesome. I don't know what it was. But guess what I found? So I had bought... <clears throat> I had bought... um Verses and Vitology on vinyl, like on release days, for both of those right. albums. What you, back in the day or the re-releases? No, no, back in the day, like when okay, the yeah. album was first released. Um, right. And I thought I had lost them, but I found them Ooh. in the oh, top of the closet awesome. in my parents' house. Very cool. And I looked it up, and they are. The, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm gotten too lucky here. Like I, I must have bought new copies when I realized I lost my originals or whatever. Yeah. But I yeah. looked it up on Discogs, and I've got the OGs, dude. Sweet. They sound great. That's awesome. So, do you happy. have no code? Yeah. On vinyl, you do. Yep. yep. Okay. I think the only record I don't have on vinyl is actually I have two. I don't have um. I don't have a backspacer or avocado on vinyl yet. I was gonna um, order those remixes. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. But anyway, mankind, dude. I'd like to hear your cover of it. <laughs> I probably, <laughs> I should. With my yeah. with my relationship with that song, I should totally mm-hmm. try and figure out a cover of that song. But or you could play, you could play it, and I'll sing it. No. What? <laughs> No. 
Nah. Come on, dude. You've heard me sing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into this week's episode. Hail, hail. Obviously, I mean, might as well just knock this one out since we're doing songs. Um, because if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that Brad and I both love a share love for this song. Is this mm-hmm. where is this on your where was this on your top 10? Oh man, I, it was pretty far. I mean, it had to be like three or four, yeah. You know, number one for black, you is black. Like black, yeah, black, and probably rearview mirror. Oh, right, right. But this, I, I mean, I'm trying to think. I think this probably was like number three. Yeah, I think this. I think this might have been my number one. I don't remember. Changed, I think it, it was. seems to change a lot, but it holds yeah. that spot for me pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you want to get into this, man? I mean, it's it's funny because we both know we're gonna both gush over this song, but right. like yeah. if well, you I'll just go ahead. I'll just give you some quick facts real quick okay. for anyone that doesn't know. Obviously, it's, it's off of No Code. It's the second song. Um, it was actually released as a single, but only in Australia, Canada, Japan, and Europe. Yep. Um, no U.S. In the, yeah, isn't that weird? I guess. I, I, I don't, don't know. know why they do that. Why do, do you, you, you know better than me. Why would, they, why would they do that? Like, not release it in certain areas. Well, I mean, something like it's that. Just a business, like a business decision. No, or? it's oh really? No, not in this case. I mean, you don't get leave the U.S. off your single territory list, like without that being a very conscious decision. Mm. I don't think anyway. I mean, I'm not like I don't have a degree in music business or anything, but well, is it going back to the like you don't want to be American band leaving the U.S. Uh, leaving the U.S. off the list of countries for a single? That's weird. Is it the is it going back to the like we don't want to be super yeah, I think famous so, yeah. anymore and popular, so we'll release a really weird slow song in Who You Are, in the big like rock song. We'll we'll just put that out somewhere else yeah maybe i mean it had i mean obviously it's all speculation but there had to have been some sort of kind of like philosophical reason that they were backing off the u.s but yeah i mean i'm looking at everything on no code Mm -hmm. like that's the i mean it's the obvious single 
Yeah, I was going to say, for like altern- alt-rock band of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the song to release. Yeah, but I think they were also one of those bands that like, as time went on especially... You know, I kind of like it about like some of the newer pop stars. It's kind of been the trend over the last couple of years that I mean, they might like release an official single, but when they do their kind of like um, late night show, you know, kind of performance tours for every record, yeah, uh, they might play the they might play the um, the single on Leno, but then you know. Leno, since he's still on, maybe I should use a more current one. Uh, I was thinking of <laughs> their performance on Letterman. Um, yeah, with Hail Hail. But uh, you know, they'll, they'll do one show, song on Jimmy Fallon. They'll do one song on Kimmel. They'll you know, instead of just playing the single everywhere, and they kind of did that kind of stuff because, or the DJs did it anyway. Because back in the day, right. you could play whatever you wanted to play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. DJs actually yeah. had control over the playlist, so. Yeah, um, you know, for some of these bands, singles didn't really mean as much. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I would think though. Time. Well, let's talk about what it was. A little bit about them playing this live. Um, the first time they play it live was September fourteenth, ninety six, at the Showbox, mm. and I think that was like a warm up gig before the tour started. Because that was the show when Eddie was Eddie came out and was like, have you heard the new record yet? And he's like, well, you're about to. And they played nine songs in a row off of No Code. Man. Um, and then they played it the next show in Seattle at some... I don't remember the name of the, the arena, but... Um, and there's footage of that. And they, man, they just... They fucked it up. <laughs> the beginning part is so messed up. <clears throat> Eddie starts singing and it kind of they call it kind of fall back into place. But that that intro intro riff is just like they're kind of messed up on it. It's kind of it's kind of interesting to watch. Wow. But um, that Letterman show. I mean, did you do you remember like staying up and watching that? Yeah. Because I, I do. I definitely remember that was like a big deal. Because I think that was the first time they played on TV, um, except for Saturday Night Live. Right. But they had never played on any kind of late night show. And they played on Letterman a lot over the years. But that was the first time. And I just remember being like super stoked and staying up and watching it. Well, and that's one of the reasons why Letterman was always my favorite. was even apart from – I just – liked him and thought he was funny and um whatever is that his relationship to music and Mm -hmm. specifically you know that was like the best of both worlds for me because he he loved pearl jam too you know what i mean yeah they all got to be buds and then you fast forward later and he's inducting them into the rock and roll of fame you know so yeah that was it's a a really that's a really a really good performance though of of them playing that song it's a new song you know it's, it's only like two weeks into the that tour, the No Code tour, and they're playing Hail Hail, and Mike looks Mike looks really good, like healthy, you know. Mm-hmm. And Eddie's wearing like a suit jacket, right? Yeah, and, and Jack and, and Jack there. is fucking Jack, yeah. And since it's Letterman, it's like a tiny studio. The cameras are real tight on them, mm-hmm. you know. 
and you can see Jack because they're on Eddie most of the time. So yeah, it's cool because there's so much TV performance footage of Dave A. Um, there's not near as much with Jack just because of right. where they were as a band at the time. Yeah, yeah. Emotionally and mentally, I guess. And a lot of the bootlegs from those years are like literally bootlegs. It's mm. not like these days where everyone's mm-hmm. got an iPhone 10 feet from the stage. These are the camera angles that are like, um, you know, way up like in the balcony, zoomed in. Right. You know, all grainy so to and see, shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To see Jack like pretty close up in a TV studio is, is pretty awesome. Hell yeah, it is. Um, well, let's do, um, let's talk about the music. Well, actually, let's talk about this. Let's talk about, cause I kind of like this time split it up into like the music because it was written by Eddie wrote the, the lyric and the vocals, but the, um, Mike, Jeff and Stone wrote the music for this song as a co-write, mm-hmm. um, and this is one of the, like, some Pearl Jam songs, I mean, obviously I'm a huge fan of Mike and Stone or whatever, but some songs I think of as, like, okay, this song really shines because of the, the lyric or whatever. Um, but this is one of those songs where the music is badass and the lyric, I think, is badass in the vocal performance. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I kind of, like, totally looked at agree. it from those two separate <clears throat> kind of things. But what... And just in a general sense for you, like, why why do you love this song so much? Well, I mean, just from the jump, I mean, when it it just drops like a bomb when it when it this song starts. Well, especially you know? coming after sometimes, and coming, yeah, which is mastered so quiet. Yeah, yeah. But even if you just you know if you go like on your phone or the CD and you just click on song two. Yeah. It just explodes out of the speakers. Yep. You know? Um I mean that that's that's one main reason. And then those kind of not subtle, but like this the beginning is so like boom, it just hits you in the face. And then those verses are kind of like slow chugging yeah. compared to the way that the intro is. Just kind of groove. Yeah. But just that gin 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 gin. Super fucking simple. I, yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. And then, I mean, Pearl Jam, the fucking masters of the bridge. The, no the bridge shit, is dude. so Woo. fucking good. And Jack, Jack's crash symbol, he's just like riding that crash symbol throughout that bridge. I I love it. I mean, I just love just the totally sound of it. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just go ahead and, if it's cool, I mean, you've touched on some of it, so let's talk about the music part of the okay. song, right? Like, Because yeah. um, it's so weird how... Well, it's not weird. It's just this... It is. It's a weird fucking song when you actually break <laughs> it apart. Okay. That's the only way I know how to say it. Like, that chord structure and rhythm that's the chorus and the intro, right? The intro of the song is just the chorus without vocals. You you know what I'm saying? Yes. And if you and then you go to the verse, which is a completely different kind of feel than the intro mm-hmm. slash chorus. And then yeah. as you mentioned, that bridge is this the like really open, they kinda go to this major key thing. 
um, it's like three different fucking songs. Yeah. In a way, you know? Yeah, I never even thought about it, but yeah, the chorus is the intro. And it's super unique. Like, Like, noticed it. You don't. Have you ever listened to that song and go, like, oh, yeah, that kind of reminds me of, you know, whatever song from the 70s or whatever? It's like, no, there's (laughs) nothing that sounds like this song to me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing to compare. I know what you're saying. I feel like the whole record's like that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I've always said about No Code, that each song sounds so different than the rest of the songs. Yeah. And this one especially, this sounds closer to the first three albums than really anything on No Code, but it doesn't sound, it's more like a rock, Pearl Jam alternative rock song. Sure. Like the first first few albums. But it doesn't even sound like like what people think of as alt rock. Right. You know? It's fucking weird. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, even from like a musical standpoint, like the chord progression is weird and awesome. It's so fucking stone. Like, there's no way and that had to have been Stone that wrote that 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 intro slash uh, mm-hmm. chorus part because those chord inversions are um, when. Well, I'm not gonna get into all that stuff, but oh, dude, do it. The chord shapes that Stone and Mike are playing um, can leave a lot of room for interpretation of what the bass line, the bass structure should be, like the bass line, what notes. And when you do those, because it's D minor to F, pretty normal, right? But then you go to this, it's an inversion of A, but it puts the bass note as a C sharp. And then it just goes up half a step um, to the D note that's on the bottom, but it's also kind of a B flat major chord. It's just weird, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and the notes that the Jeff chooses to play on top of that um, really kind of give it that. I feel like there's a tension to that chorus, right? Mm. Or am I just talking? talking smack here <laughs> i don't know you, what okay. you're saying but okay. i love it okay cool um <laughs> leave that alone then uh but just in general well, I, I just love the guitar tone Hell it's got yeah. that real buzzy like buzz grimy bitey yes yeah yeah well and that's and again what's... again pairing that with sometimes i i, I guess i i can't say enough about like how this song by itself I fucking love, but when you c- contrast it with sometimes into this song, it really it really makes a difference when you listen to both songs together. Well, and think about what you're saying right now. Like, how many bands? And I'm not saying they're the only one, but I'm mm-hmm. saying there's not a ton, um, especially in a modern context. We're like to talk about song number two on the record you have to talk about song number one right because there's an intentional way that it transitions and it feels like they're part of each other you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that's one of those things that i fucking love about pearl jam is that they actually think about that kind of that kind of stuff you know what i mean yeah um but as far as they can they can also stand alone 
Absolutely, yeah. You know, any song can stand alone. The alone though, I love the that idea of the album though, where the song before and after the song you might be listening to, um, kind of colors your thought process and the way you. It's that contrast, right? You come out of yeah, quiet little like falsetto weird a chord like atonal sometimes into you know like you said that first note it's just like fuck and the yeah. whole the whole mix of that song especially is just a really brutal in your face mix i mean that's some of the notes that i wrote is like pay attention when you listen to the song uh on both verses the first and the second verse how just loud especially the second verse there's a, a slide overdub that comes in that it could be stone i'm assuming it's mike though but it's in the left speaker and it fucking just blares in i think it's louder than eddie's vocal and usually like snare or vocal kick those are the loudest things in the mix but that fucking thing uh first of all i gotta stop because i'm afraid you're gonna wash away <laughs> I was going to say, how's that rain sound in the mix? Unbelievable. <laughs> the problem is I'm about to fall asleep. I'm good. I, I just hope the power doesn't go out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. Sorry, where was I? Mm, oh, how loud mix, that. Mix. Yeah. How yeah. loud the, the, like when that slide, and it's just one thing. Wow, wow. And it goes into that G chord, and then it's gone. I'll drop it in right here, actually. Because you, do you have any idea what I'm talking about right now? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just dropped it in. So when you go back and listen, this, oh you'll man, know what I I'm love that about. part. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um. Okay. The other thing I wanted to say. Sorry, I'm just going to keep being music nerd because I love this. No, dude. Song. I I want you to. So like you, you know we kind of already established. I think in your words or paraphrasing, like the verse is just a little bit more normal and chuggy. Just that. Right. Just those two chords. But then the back half of every verse, it's it makes it almost feel like they switch time signatures, but they don't. They're still in four. And it goes from that, and then down, down. It keeps switching back and forth with different phrasing, this kind of syncopated phrasing underneath what he's singing. Does that make sense? Yes. It's so fucking cool. It's just two chords. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. I've somehow, I don't know that I've ever used it, but I remember when I learned how to play this song for the first time that really like stuck out in my head as something to like learn from as far as songwriting goes, you know, anyway. Um, and then that, the fucking drum sound. <laughs> yeah. That's what I always so good. come back to. Jack, those drums and the, everything just sounds fucking perfect for the song. It all sounds like really squashed and glued together. You know what I mean? Just the way he's playing his snare, it's like, is it ghost notes? Or is it just a certain way that he's playing the snare? That it's not just like a simple, like, hitting the snare on like the one and the three. It sounds like there's more oh, yeah, yeah. going on in, in between those those notes. 
Yeah. Well, and I'm sure there's you're, you're hearing that, and I'm sure there's some like delay on the drums in the mix, yeah. which kind of adds to that kind of like um, I don't know bouncy kind of feel. But he's so kind of that's he's kind of known for that, isn't mm-hmm. he? It's not just this song, but it's this this song like his his drumming on this song is. If I was gonna, if someone was to ask me, like, why do you like Jack Irons stuff so much? I'd be like, listen to Hail Hail. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Listen to this whole record, L- man. Yeah, well, yield, yeah, yield but, I'm saying, record. but I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying this one in particular. Sure. Just the, the drums. As far as his like straight ahead rock drumming, this is yeah. a perfect well, example yeah. of it. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's talk about. The fucking bridge. Mm. This is I'm you know because we talked about I'm trying to figure out an arrangement for cover this song, mm-hmm. and the bridge is what the reason why it's not done yet. I can't figure out how to yeah to to kind of represent the v- bridge. But anyway, um, I love just the drastic change that it takes. You know, yeah, yeah. It really like kind of not slows down, but quiet. I guess quiets down. Yeah, and Mike brings in that kind of pedaling, repetitive three or four note line that makes it feel more major, and it's also the same line that he revisits at the end of the song. Right. It, it actually trails out with it just Mike it? playing that part. Yeah, but that was something for me too. Just like learning that part and how it's just repetitive, same three or four notes over and over again over this changing chord structure and the way it makes it feel was always like a standout mic moment for me. I just love how it builds after Eddie sings those lyrics. Mm-hmm. That it builds up to like punching you in the face again with the third verse hell yeah and it's is it uh yeah that i think it's stone plays like he where he slides his finger all the way up the neck of the guitar Mm -hmm. as it goes into the third verse yeah just that 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 part of the song i I mean the whole thing sounds so great into the verse of the chorus into, I'm sorry. Yeah, the chorus. Gotcha. Okay. That's I just right. want to make sure we're talking about the same spot. Yeah, yeah. I meant the chorus, not the verse. I cool. said third verse. I meant third chorus after the bridge, right? Yes. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, and it, they use that thing that I was talking about in the verses to get mm-hmm. themselves back into the chorus from that bridge. That section okay. where he kind of he's done. He he. Uh, at some point, right before he does, he yells, "Yeah." Or some he yells something like off the mm-hmm. mic, and then the guitarists start doing that down, 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 like that rotating back and forth, and then they slam. Mm-hmm. That's when that that part that you were just talking about Stone doing kind of yeah. brings it back into the chorus. So badass, man! God, I hate them. <laughs> just fucking love it. Yeah, um, I hate them for making me feel. 
so inadequate. <laughs> yes. But also being the inspiration for how much I love music and playing and all that stuff. But yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about lyrics. Ooh. All right. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. where do you want to start? Um, I mean, overall, it's pretty much, it's pretty obvious. It's like somebody singing from the point of view, like on the verge of, of a breakup. Yeah. But maybe, maybe, yeah, it is brutal, but not wanting to break up, wanting to maybe try and fix this thing. Right. Dude, I mean, the second line, are we bound out of obligation? Is that all we've got? Oh, mm, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had never been able to relate to that line. <laughs> but it's not true. I've related yeah. to that line so many times in mm-hmm. my life. Ugh. Yeah, dude. I, I, I don't want to think. I want to feel. Yeah. Like, you could think about it all you want. But if you're not feeling it, like, what's the point? Or just as someone, I don't know, of course, all this is just like personal and subjective or whatever. But like, I've always felt this like battle with the kind of abstract part of my brain, you know, the, the right side of my brain and the more like, you know, figure shit out kind of my brain. They both Mm -hmm. try and work too much at the same time you know what i mean yeah and that line sometimes i get too caught up in like minutiae and bullshit and details or whatever and that that's part of that verse has always felt like something i should have written and it's probably not what he means by it but that whole the whole i get the words and i get to thinking i don't want to think i want to feel i don't know i feel a release every time i hear him saying sing that yeah you know what i mean yeah it's just a song that you remember. I have said before, like well, that. What? I was just gonna say that's that's what's so great about. Um, I mean, music in general, but like a lot of Eddie's lyrics, there's so much room for you to interpret it how you want, and for you to take it and personalize it rather than what he was saying. What he was, what he was sure. thinking right. when he wrote it. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's a song that I've always felt like was mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I feel really like close to lyrically um, at the time and a few times since then. But um, what else? And see, for me, like I, I mean, I've never related. I mean, I can totally understand people relating to that, but I don't relate to that part of it so much. But, like, I always related to the, I guess, what the chorus is, the hail, hail, the lucky ones. Yeah, no shit. I refer to those. Cause That's I'm another like, one you don't want to be able to, <laughs> like, relate to. You know what I mean? Well, no. Like, I relate in the sense that, like, he's, I'm in love. Like, <laughs> oh, he's love. talking, you're in, one of the lucky ones. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. And I, I always, especially when this song came out, when this album came out, like, I was me and my wife had been together for like a year and we had just moved to Florida together. So we were still in that like part of our relationship. So to hear like 
Eddie is saying hail, hail to me because I'm in love. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I really was like, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Oh, that's great. Taking one of Eddie's sad, brutal lyrics and making it positive. Um, oh, while you're saying, where's. Oh, well, I remember too, you know, being so young when this came <clears throat> out. Um, you know, are you woman enough to be my man? It's like, ooh, what does yeah. he mean by that? Yeah. Oh, is he yeah. saying that he's like a woman? And I mean, just think about, you know, the idea of talking about any kind of gender role, whatever, in the the mid nineties is a completely different story than it is now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. It almost felt like it was this, like, he means something controversial, and what you know, what does he yeah. mean by that in his personal life? Does he wear women's shoes at night? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, what is it? Yeah, and then the bandaged hand in hand is just a fucking great line. Yeah. The are you woman enough to be my man? I always, tr- I mean, I was like, what is he saying? But I always took that as like a shout out to like his his single mother type, you know, his mom, and he's saying like, um. You know, he's just flipping the, like, are you man enough to do this? Are you man enough to be that? Right. And he's, like, flipping it and saying, like, well, my mother was man enough, was more man enough than any of these men in my life. So that was, like, a shout-out to, like, the strong women in right. his life. Yeah. You know? I always kind of felt like that, too. Um, I don't know what egg rolling thick and heavy means, though. Is that like a saying? Egg rolling? So. No. <laughs> ah, no. Man, I, that I've boy's never, egg rolling. I, <laughs> it's thick and heavy. I I always took it as the past that we all carry with us is like an egg. And it's like an egg rolling around thick and heavy. It's not simple. It doesn't move very easily. You know? All right, all right. That's that's just how I took Man. it. Man. But I don't know. <laughs> Get in there, Brad. Yeah, like you you passed. Everyone's got like, it's just another way of saying like baggage. Yeah. Like your baggage is like fucking, it's not simple and easy. It's like an egg. Mm. Yeah, I often draw analogies for complicated <laughs> things in my life to an egg. I love it, man. Yeah. Getting fucking well, deep with it. Yeah, you're a philosopher. Um, what else? I'm just looking at these lyrics. Yeah, I mean, then there's the whole. Um, uh, I sometimes realize I could only be as good as you'll let me. That That's you know, brutal. leading into that the, is that line is brutal. Yeah, because like I'm never gonna be good enough for you. Yeah, you know, which you know, like you. Which he's said, so he's already said in the chorus. If you're the only one, will I never will I never be enough? Right, right. kind of talking about the same thing. Yeah. Um, it, but it's also such a it's kind of a desperate song. It feels like too. I mean, for me, part of the song lyrically feels like there's moments where he's he's literally just asking the questions, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then there's these lines where. You know, they seem kind of desperate. Like, are we going to the same place? If so, can I come? After he makes a reference to the beyond. Do you know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. which is such a, like a, oh, I don't care where you're going. I just, I'm, can I come with you? <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right, Almost as yeah. if the person is kind of indifferent about whether he can come with them. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. it always felt to me anyway. I think that's about all I got on the lyrics though. Um, um, do you have I just, something else? It's, it's just weird. Like I'm totally with you. Everything you're saying is like, it's kind of a dark, dark song until the very end. Like he's saying, if you're my only one, you're so good. You're the only one. I want to be your one. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, he's, I don't know. But then he says enough, you won. So he's like. Yeah, I say I don't think that's positive uh, at all. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think that's a desperate thing again. I want to yeah, be your I, one. You're my only one, you know. Because yeah. that doesn't exist. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's not just one person for everyone out there. Right? Mm. I mean, there's lots of people, and hopefully you find one of them, but. I don't know. Maybe that's not how old Eddie sees it. Well, can you be with more than one? No, I don't mean at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going Mormon here with this. That wasn't my point. Yeah, I asked my daughter. She asked me if I ever saw that show, like Sister Wives. Have you ever seen that? I've never seen it, but it's it's some like. That sounds gross. It's well, it's like a reality show about some Mormon dude that's got like six wives. Oh, it's not like, about I, sisters that married each other. No. <laughs> well, he said no, sister I guess, wives. I, well, that's the name of the show because in the in that community, they, that's how they refer to themselves. Like she's like super mixed message. They should think about their branding a little bit better. <laughs> sister wives, <laughs> gross. So I asked her if. if what she would think if I had a, another, if she had like a sister mommy. Oh, don't ever she, say that word she, again. <laughs> she was, she sister was not, mommy? she was not excited about that prospect. Okay. And I asked my wife and she was not, she was also not excited about that. Right. So I was shot down. Oh, poor bud. In a blaze of glory, like Bon Jovi. So now, just like now, John Bon. Uh, now I relate to this song. Yeah, you do. <laughs> going down. Am I right? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Um. Well, you got anything else, man? Um, I don't think so. Um, no. Well, if if I were to edit, I think uh, we could edit the uh, this hour and a half episode. If we took out all the tangents, we'd probably be down to about a thirty-five minute <laughs> you can't, episode. Though the tangents are the best part. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they're not. <laughs> sometimes they're not. <laughs> sometimes, man. I I think it's just a weird day today. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm just feeling you know shitty about you know my own performance in this episode. I don't know. No, dude, you were great. Oh no, I no, I, te- I don't. I, don't. Yeah. I love all the technical stuff. Okay, I well, do. I no, mean, no, I don't understand I was... half of it, but I enjoy like because it's like some of that shit will stick in my mind. Some of that technical stuff, and some of it like makes sense to other stuff that I've heard, and so now something like clicks, like oh, that's from what he was talking about before. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. 
Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, yeah. Vote green, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Vote green, green, bro. Uh, oh, I shouldn't do that. What? I was going to pour some water, but I was like, oh, it'll sound gross. You're going to make me pee in my pants if you do that. Yeah, yep. Uh, it's getting to that time. It's the end of the show. Thank you guys so much mm-hmm. for listening. Again, you can email us singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon page, P A T R E O N dot com slash single podcast theory. Go look us up on all the social, social socials. Oh my God. Let me try <laughs> that again. Look us up on all the socials. Um, we'd love to, to meet you and, uh, we'll be back next week with our yield episode. So until then, I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek saying, all hail the lucky ones. I refer to those in love. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Yeah, be good. I died. I died and you just I died and you watched. I died and you watched by and said no. I'm dead. I was high. Fuck yeah.